Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 167 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we conclude this week's study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, looking at June the 7th to June the 13th in Doctrine and Covenants Section 63. Now in this section, we've had a lot of things to cover. Um, and I wasn't honestly sure that we'd be able to cover an entire week with this section though, as it is. Whilst it is a longer section, it's not one of the longest we've got. But uh, here we are on Sunday, having spent six days on this, and there is something particular at the end of this uh, study, or at the end of this uh, chapter, which I think is really important to uh, to point out. When we get to, uh, to verse 62, um, there's, a, there's another particular warning that the Lord gives to the saints, and it's around using reverence uh, with sacred things. In verse 62 it says, For behold, verily I say that many be that there be who are under this condemnation, who use the name of the Lord and use it in vain, having not authority. Now, uh, there's a few ways in which an individual can use the Lord's name in vain, I think. Uh, we talk about how um, when we make promises to the Lord and don't do so with a, uh, with a sincere intent or, or a real intent or a sincere desire to do so, that is taking his name in vain. Uh, President Alan H. Oaks uh, said this also, quote, This scripture shows that we take the name of the Lord in vain when we use his name without authority. This obviously occurs when the sacred names of God the Father and his son Jesus Christ are used in what is called profanity, in hateful cursings or angry denunciations or as marks of punctuation in common discourse. The names of the Father and the Son are used with authority when we reverently teach and testify of them when we pray and when we perform the sacred ordinances of the priesthood. There are no more sacred or significant words in all of our language than the names of God the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. Close quote. We need to um, <coughs> take great care when we use the name of the Father and the Son. Um, we need to remember the word to not take his name in vain or their names in vain. Um but really understand what that means and how we must speak reverently of them uh, when we are um, discussing or, or or teaching or anything like that, because we 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 receive a lot of great blessings from the from them. It was really fascinating, actually. I was teaching a lesson uh, with my children in my school um, about uh, we, we teach religious education uh, in the UK. And I was teaching a lesson about the 99 names of Allah. So um, Muslims believe that um, Allah, or, or God for them, should not be represented by pictures for a number of reasons. Um, you know, a, an artist can't claim to be good enough to draw Allah uh, in, the, in their view. No one in their view has seen Allah. Uh, also, it is disrespectful to try and represent him in a picture because it doesn't cover all of his attributes in, in, in a better sense of the word. Uh, his qualities, um, because, you know, and it's also, if someone was to draw Allah, it would be their representation, uh, their artist representation, uh, not, you know, him or, you know, Allah himself, themselves. And um, another point of this is that you some people would worship the picture rather than the, the essence or who Allah is. Uh, and so... I think that's a really that was a really interesting discussion actually because not only was it interesting for the children in the class who were not of that faith to learn about it, but also it was interesting to hear from the children who were who, who are of that faith 
uh, to to kind of share their thoughts and add to that discussion because obviously I, I had the facts of you know the situation but they had the faith and the, and the spiritual discussion behind it and it was really fascinating to learn about their views on that and uh, we we looked at those names and obviously as I as said to the class beforehand giving them out it was to be handled and treated and discussed with respect because this was people's faith and that we were talking about um and the children were great with that you know they were really respectful and and quiet and reflective on in talking about these names but it made me think about our just our faith and beliefs in god the father and our son jesus christ that we obviously do have pictures of the father and the son and actually i i and this is obviously because I've grown up with this belief, but I feel comfortable with that. I, I'm comfortable with these representations because I do believe that people have seen Christ. Obviously, people have seen Christ, but also people have, a, a, a few people, a number of people have seen the Father. Uh, and so I feel comfortable with that. But also, I recognise that these pictures are artists' impressions as well. But what I do uh, think is really important, uh, really interesting with this is that, you know, we... We find using the name of God and, and Jesus Christ to be a very reverent and reflective and respectful uh, moment, just like with um, with Muslims, because we, we do not want any of those taken in, in vain or anything like that. <clears throat> and just reading some of those names, it was, it was wonderful just to kind of see a lot of um, similarities with our views on the Father and the Son. Um, it then moves into verse 64. Which says, remember that which, that's that which is come from above is sacred and must be spoken with care and by constraint of the Spirit. And in this there is no condemnation. And you receive the Spirit through prayer. Wherefore, without this, there remaineth condemnation. So uh, the reason I brought up the, the point about the 99 names of Allah is, is this verse. Because it is imperative, it is importance that we as members of the church of jesus christ after they saints when we speak of the father and the son we do so with utmost reverence and respect and, and to treat their names as sacred uh, because the blessings that they that come from them um the the benefit the benefit the benefit they are benefactors for us that they are they are beings who have given us so so much and continue to give us so much that we must treat that with respect and sacredness uh, Paul B. Piper said this, quote, His statement is more than a reminder. It is also a definition and an explanation. Light and knowledge from heaven is sacred. It is sacred because heaven is its source. Sacred means worthy of veneration and respect. By, des des by designating something as sacred, the Lord signals that it is of higher value and priority than other things. Sacred things are to be treated with more care, given greater deference and regarded with deeper reverence. Sacred ranks high in the hierarchy of heavenly values. That which is sacred to God becomes sacred to all, us only through the exercise of agency. Each must choose to accept and hold sacred that which God has defined as sacred. He sends light and knowledge from heaven. He invites us to receive and treat it as sacred. Close quote. I love the idea that, you know, all these things that we see as sacred um, is is important to us um, because we choose it to be uh, and it's sacred and reverent and holy um, because our father has said this is a sacred thing from heaven and we accept that and we bring that into our lives um, and it's just a reminder that you know the, the sometimes we get bogged down with 
policies and, and commandments and things we're told that we need to do. But actually, these things are not things we're told we need to do. The Lord is teaching us heaven. He is teaching us the order of heaven. He is teaching us how life works in heaven. Um, and we can choose to follow that or not. And if we do, and, and, we, and we keep those as sacred and make a covenant to keep those, then how many great blessings uh, come to us it is untold. Uh, because we are living that higher order of heaven and we receive those blessings from heaven. Uh, and when, you, when we see commandments in that way, that they are sacred things rather than a list of rules, people then start to understand a lot more why we do the things we do, why we don't drink tea or coffee or why we don't, uh, or why we pay 10% of our, of our increase uh, to, the, to the building up of the kingdom uh, and many other commandments as well. <coughs> why, why we... Uh, hold in high esteem and in importance chastity and, and and virtue all of these matters become a lot more uh, understandable when we when we explain the fact that they're not just commandments that god has given us to follow but they are the way that god lives they are the way that heaven works and we are trying to live those um before we but before we return so we can live in his presence it is it and obviously you know, we wouldn't be able to do that without the Saviour. And I'm certainly not saying at this stage that works are far more important than faith or the Saviour. Without him and without his role as the atonement, it, would it wouldn't be a possibility at all. But we are, we are of course, trying to develop ourselves to become better individuals uh, through these um, sacred um, directions from heaven. Thank you very much for listening today. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this study. Um, I think that, you know, I've really enjoyed thinking about that. So I hope you've uh, found that useful. Uh, join us tomorrow as we move on to our usual Monday episode, which is not focused on the Kumpalami materials. Uh, and until we meet again. <laughs>